and welcome to the Happy Me Project podcast, the space where self-development doesn't have to be fancy and we take the bullshit out of positive mindset. My name is Holly Matthews and I am a former TV actress, a TEDx speaker, a self-development coach and the founder of the Happy Me Project. In today's show, we are talking about how to get motivated when you really can't be bothered. <laughs> just, just can't be bothered. How to get motivated when you can't be bothered, which is probably all of us right now. How are we gonna do that? That's what we're gonna talk about on today's show. So I think one of the first things to think about when it comes to motivation or being motivated to do anything is that we will never really be ready to do that thing whatever that thing is, we'll never truly feel that this is the perfect moment to do it. So if we are waiting around for it to be the perfect moment to take action, to take some steps, for our ducks to be in a row, it's never going to happen. And this is how we end up never doing the things that we want to do because we're always waiting for things to be aligned in some way and it's just truly never going to happen. We're also sometimes waiting for this magical um, willpower to kick in this motivation that just suddenly going to seep up from somewhere within us. And willpower is a funny old beast. You know, we, we might get a, a, a bit of willpower for a bit, but the willpower is never going to last very long. It's a very short lived phenomenon. And really we have to get to the root of why we want to do things to actually get us to get up in the morning and get motivated. In fact, I was talking to a client of mine this week and we were talking about getting the motivation to exercise and things like that. You know, certainly here in the UK, we're in lockdown right now across the world. I know the situation is the same. And so, you know, actually moving our bodies and getting out, we're not doing it probably as much as, or for the majority of us, we're not doing it as much as we would probably like. Some of you, I'm sure, have used this time really productively and have, have, have used this time to exercise, so it might be quite the opposite. But for a huge chunk of people, getting the motivation to get up and do some exercise has become really a chore. And so we were talking about, you know, when you see people online who are really into fitness, and they're posting things online and they're talking about, you know, how it makes them feel and the excitement of exercise and how they're just raring to go. And we were talking about whether we actually believe that's the truth. Now, I would say that absolutely if somebody is into fitness and doing lots of fitness, you get loads of um, amazing endorphins in your body that make you feel good. And that is definitely addictive. And, and you know, that is science. So I, I do believe that there is an element of that. But I guarantee that every person out there that we see on, on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok showing us all of their, you know, their abs and their amazing gym workouts, I am sure that there is a huge chunk of the days when they get up and they've got to do some of that stuff where there's a moment. I'm not saying they don't push through it and they, you know, they don't find ways through that, which is what we'll talk about, the things that they will probably do in a moment. But I know that there'll be a moment where they go, oh, I don't want to get up. I'd rather stay in bed and, and to do all, and, and they'll still have the same things that they've got to push through. We might not see them on somebody's clean cut Instagram feed, but the same feelings that every single one of us 
are there, have, are there. It's the same for all of us. None of us are immune to this. We all have to push through things to do the things that we want to do because we will never feel up to it. We, it will never be the perfect moment to do things. So where do we start with that? Like many things when it comes to self-development or creating a life that we really love, it starts with what your values are. What are the things that you really value in your life? Now that is completely different for all of us. So I, my values will be massively different to yours and we all have our own versions of that. And values are things like, maybe you put a high priority on family. Maybe that's a really big high priority for you and being around your family is huge for you. Perhaps you are a very ambitious person in personal growth and personal development and knowing that you're taking your life to the next level. Maybe that's something that is a high value to you. Perhaps you are that health and fitness person and your health is hugely a big value a big important priority to you in your life and when we think about values I almost think about like that values are the ingredients that we need to make our life feel good and starting with knowing what they are is very important for us because it can then be a bit of a guide if we know that health family and personal growth are really high values for us then we can check in with ourselves in everything that we're doing to make sure that we're staying on track and we're getting closer to that it can also help us to monitor the wins that we're having and not undervalue them so for example if family is a really high priority for you and you feel like you've had a bit of a rubbish week but when you sit down and you work out well you know did I did I do anything towards creating that lovely safe family home that I really value as an important thing important ingredient for me and you think well you know I, I didn't do much this week but I did hoover the front room and um, I made a few good meals this week in which case you took some steps towards that value that creating that life that you love so it can help you to notice the small things the small wins that you've had and it can serve as a guide for you and it can also and this is where it comes into motivation and getting ourselves going and, and taking action it can also help you to take action because it can be a motivator if when you can't be bothered you tap into your values and you remember, well, actually health, family and um, personal growth are really important values to me. And I know that, sure, I could probably miss out doing some stuff like doing some exercise this morning and nothing would really change in the short term. It would just be that I get a bit of an extra lie in and you know, I don't have to do that workout that I really can't be bothered to do. However, if I miss out that ingredient for very long, I'm going to feel rubbish because my life is going to feel unbalanced. So remind, finding ways to remind yourself how important that is in the bigger picture for you can be a thing that helps you to start to feel motivated. This morning I woke up, I really didn't want to exercise, really didn't want to. Now I'm not a big heavy gym goer. I've always just tried to create balance in my life. I, I was lucky enough that my dad particularly was always of the mindset of you don't have to do things in extremes. It's about balance, but you know, whether how you eat, you know, sometimes eat some rubbish, junky food. Don't deprive yourself of stuff and become militant in that. But do make sure you're getting some fruit and veg in and some decent proper meals most of the time. You know, and the same with exercise. You don't have to be obsessive with it unless you love it and it's really your thing. But, you know, equally, it can't not be part of your life. And I've always kept the same mindset. You know, it's got to, I've got to move my body. <laughs> if I want it to work properly, I've got to move it and I've got to do stuff with it. But this morning, I woke up and I thought, I don't want to. I, I just re And in that moment, in that moment, I could have 
let the excuses flood in and we've all been there haven't we where the excuses the reasons almost bargaining with ourselves in the in, when we've got to do something well you know maybe I don't have to do that thing because you know I could just do it tomorrow and I'll do it later I promise I will do it we, we almost have these arguments with ourselves and this was me this morning and then I used one of my favorite techniques which you'll hear me talk about a lot and it's such a simple technique and you know I don't like the fancy when it comes to self-development because I like things to be actually stuff we can do because I know that as human beings we are fundamentally a little bit lazy and we we don't we want the easy route and so I know that if it isn't handed to me on a plate and made really simple I probably won't do it and so the five second rule by Mel Robbins is my go-to get up and get out of bed um, uh, technique and so if you haven't heard me talk about this, a five second rule, it's actually a book that she wrote and um, Mel Robbins and I'm summing it up in all of five seconds. But essentially the idea is that before, when we get that pull to take an action, so we get that pull to get up and do the exercise or we get that pull to, to take that step, send that email, talk to that person, whatever the thing is, and we get the pull and we know we've got to do it, the moment we have that thought, rather than allowing the floods, the floodgates to open and all the excuses to pour in and all the reasons why and all the bargaining and all of that stuff and all the doubt as well, because that's the other stuff that's going to flood in in that moment. Maybe I don't need to do it. You know, maybe I can't do start that business. Maybe I shouldn't take that course. Maybe I shouldn't book that coach. Maybe I shouldn't because I just, oh, you know, all of the limiting beliefs, right? They all flood in. So before that happens, you've got a five second window, right? before you just don't do the thing. And Mel Robbins did all the, the science study on this and she did loads and loads of work and it, this, the simplicity of it is magic. So as soon as you get that pull, you just say to yourself, and you can say it out loud or in your head, five, four, three, two, one. And on one, you fucking move. You do something, you get up, you do the thing, you do it. And by doing that, you just don't give yourself time to make an excuse. You don't give yourself time to feel the doubt. You should go, okay, I'm doing it. It's like ripping the bandage off, isn't it? And actually, when you start to implement this in your life, and in her book, she talks about getting up in the morning. When people struggle to get up in the morning and um, they find getting out of bed a real struggle, that's the first thing in her book that she does to experiment with this technique. And so when you get that, for me now, when I know I've got to get up in the morning, I really don't want to, and I want to sit in my bed and be comfy, five, four, three, two, one, and I get up on one. And there's almost this feeling of a little bit of guilt, a little bit of wanting to do the thing and wanting to use that technique. And so I do it now and it's a really good, so you can, it's a really good technique. You guys can use that and let me know how you get on with it. Whatever you're using it for, whether it's, you know, I've got to send that email and I really don't want to, five, four, three, two, one, go. Just do it. But you've got to do it on one. You've got to take action. The next tip when it comes to motivation is self-coaching the self-care. Becoming your own coach, your own personal champion or cheerleader and just judging yourself through the day and judging yourself towards self-care. Now, self-care is in the, you know, when we see it online, it's all bubble baths and candles, which of course, self-care can absolutely be all of those lovely relaxing type things. And, and many a time we need that side of self-care. But the other side of self-care is kicking yourself up the backside because you know that the bigger picture, going back to those values, is that you need to do that exercise or you need to make that call or you need to do that work or you need to hand in that assignment. Whatever it is, the 
self-care, when you when you self-coach your self-care, it isn't just about, come on, Holly, let's take a, a bath and relax and you need some time off. It's also, come on, Holly, get that piece of work done. You got to do this today. You cannot sit about, you got to record that podcast. You've got to get that work and you've got to write that content. You've got to write your book, whatever it is that I've got to do. Then I have to be quite strict with myself and talking to yourself out loud does not make you crazy, okay? I talk to myself all the time and I actually just judge myself through the day and I do this by saying things out loud and my daughter's laughing at me because I will say to my I will mumble to myself sometimes I will also think it in my head I will also think you know you come on you gotta do this now let's go for it and and I I do champion myself in the same way I would you guys I say come on you can do this come on you want to do this and I it kind of gets me in that kind of athlete mindset of you know peak condition where you where you're talking yourself come on we can do this and all of that kind of stuff but it does work you can also write yourself notes so for those of you that follow me online or certainly my clients will know that I am a whiteboard geek I love a whiteboard love a whiteboard the girl loves a whiteboard honestly and I also love post-it notes and just notes in general to myself so if you come to my house right now a lot of these notes are for my kids but I've got like drink water um do be kind I don't know I've got just notes all around the house whatever they are and I've recently put by the side of my bed because I've got into too bad a habit of scrolling in the morning which I really don't want to be doing it's just not a good idea it's like Russian roulette and because I don't want to do that I've got a note by my bed that just says get off your phone it's just a little self-coaching, you know, sometimes you've got to be strict with yourself. So being your own self-coach and really being honest with yourself about what it is that you need. Sometimes what you need is to sit in your pants and eat chocolate and watch Netflix. But not every day, guys. Not every day. Some days we've got to do the work, okay? Sometimes we've got to do a little bit of graft. Sometimes we've got to get that motivation under our skin and get moving. That takes me on to our next thing, which is creating a power playlist. Music is so powerful when it comes to us being motivated. If you have a look on Spotify and you type in Holly Matthews, you should find some, I think there's two playlists on there, my power playlist. There's one from the You Got This Academy, which is my coaching academy, which will be opening its doors again in at the end of March 2021 and um, there's the confidence playlist which is the happy at uh, the happy me project so type it in you'll find a couple of mine and you can certainly let me know on social media what your power music is what is the thing that gets you up and gets you motivated because everybody has a song I almost imagine it when you go into the ring you know when you see boxers or you know fighters and they go into the ring and they have their music as they go on or if you see a perform you know a performer or a speaker and they're going on stage and they're about to talk and they have their music to get them g'd up and get them powered up tony robbins who is a motivational speaker and, and self-development coach he goes on stage sometimes for like nine ten hours at a time and he uses music to get into peak performance state peak state as he calls it and so creating your own motivational playlist when you know you need to be motivated to do stuff and i don't care whether that is motivated to do the ironing or it's motivated to finish that assignment or do that piece of work or start that business or do your accounts whatever whatever it is use music to power you through next on my list of how to stay motivated is to create boring habits 
boring, mundane habits that we do every single day. I've become obsessed with habits and habitual behavior over the last few years and read a few books on it and just recognize that for myself, how important having some kind of skeleton plan for every week is, knowing that, you know, the bins go out on this day, the ironing gets done on this day, this happens on this day. The, the stuff that you know has to happen and when, you know, even if that's everyday stuff, you know, that you wash the dishes or you're, you know, whatever, clean the toilet. These things are going to happen every, every day. So I know what, okay, so when are they going to happen? What time are they going to, how can I make those bits of my life, the stuff that I just know has to go on, become very mundane and boring. And for some of you that will even come down to food, not for everybody, because I know that food can be quite an inspiration for some people and you love, you know, creating nice meals and everything. For those of you that don't, I'm one of those people. I love eating good food, but I don't enjoy the process of it very often. Sometimes I do, but it's not very often. And so it would be very easy for me to not eat or to just miss meals because I just don't find it as inspiring as the other stuff I might, do it, might be doing. So for me, if I create a regular schedule of what I'm going to eat, I know that on this day I eat this, it might sound hellish boring for some of you and that might not be somewhere it might the food thing might not be the one for you but creating mundane stuff like leaving your you know setting your clothes out the night before doing stuff that is going to get you ahead for the next day this kind of habitual behavior means that you're on top of the other stuff which actually gives you space to do all kinds of exciting stuff and the stuff that you and it gives you space to breathe so that you've got enough in your locker to power you through the bits when you need a bit more motivation. And lastly, it is about setting one intention for the day. Not setting this great, big, gigantic to-do list like we often do. We set ourselves up for failure by creating to-do lists that are just so unobtainable and, and silly. And then we feel bad about ourselves and then we feel massively demotivated. So I'm just gonna give you permission now. I'm not saying you don't do anything other than one thing, but do one thing really well. Just do it really well and set the intention. That could be a, an actual job that you have to do. So it could be, I need to clean the car. I'm gonna do that brilliantly. That is gonna be my one really good intention of the day. Or it could be a feeling, you know, it could be I need to feel connected and loved and I need to whether that means connect contacting your friends creating a, zo a zoom meeting going and standing having a chat on somebody's doorstep ringing your mom whatever it is but feeling connected in some way if that's if it's the feeling that is the intention then really focus on that I know for a lot of parents here in the UK right now we're feeling very pulled pulled from pillar to post. Some of us are working and trying to homeschool and everything else. And we kind of end up feeling a little bit rubbish at everything. So take the pressure off yourself and go, okay, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be good as an employee today. Or I'm not going to be good massively in my business day. It's just not going to happen, but I am going to be a good parent or vice versa. Do you know what? Today, I'm not going to be the best parent on the planet. I'm going to keep them alive. I'm going to let them know that they're loved, but they're probably not going to get as much of my attention as they would probably like. And maybe I would like, but today I have to focus on a bit of work that I've got to do and just setting one intention for yourself and doing it really well. Ultimately, the motivation to do stuff is not going to always be there and that's why it's so important that we use all of these tools around the the thing that we have to do to help us to get some kind of motivation in that moment reminding ourselves about the bigger picture and the life that we want to create so that when we don't feel like doing it we remind ourselves that things don't happen straight away 
You're not going to do one sit up and have a six pack. It's not going to happen. It's going to take a bit of time. But the more that you show up for yourself, the closer you are getting to creating life that you really love. And you might already be there. In which case, it's a case of maintaining and making sure that you are still adding in those ingredients to make sure that this life that you have is full of the stuff that you want it to be full of. And I'm just sending you loads of love right now because it is tough out there. It, it, it can be really challenging to get that motivation right now. And I know that you've all been trying for, a, you know, certainly while we've been going through this pandemic, a whole year has gone by now and it's felt a lot. Okay, and we don't need to pretend that it hasn't felt a lot. So be kind to yourself. Set some lovely intentions. Let me know how you're getting on on social media. I would love to hear more about that. Come and hang out with me on Facebook and YouTube and all of those spaces. And I now have a regular Monday slot on BBC Cov and Warwick. Where at 5.30 each Monday, I'm going to be chatting some more motivational tips just like this. So I hope to see you on there as well. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please do share this with your friends and family and anybody that you think would benefit from it. And I will see you on the next show. To learn more about the Happy Me Project, my online courses, events and one-on-one coaching, click the links below and get involved. Make sure to share this podcast, follow, subscribe, and tell me all of your learnings. I will catch you on the next episode. Stay safe. Peace.